0: Ahead of our God, we will take the time to worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness that we might enter into His glory with praise and with singing. Because as our brother has already highlighted, there's no other name given under heaven whereby men might be saved but through the name of our dear Lord Jesus Christ. So, our Father, we come before Thee in the blessed name of our Saviour. We thank thee for the pastor of this church and the membership of it. We thank you for the leadership, Lord. And we ask, Heavenly Father, that as we come into your presence, I should say, as we continue in your presence, that you'll cover us in your precious blood, that you'll fill us all with the Holy Spirit, that you'll hide the speaker behind the cross, and that Jesus would have the preeminence in all things. For the name of Christ, we pray. In Jesus' name. Alleluia Now I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to cut things But I'm not going to cut you out Of what the glory story is all about Amen? Amen We've got an ocean full of things to do And a thimble full of time to do it So let's rock and roll with our Saviour Psalm 19 I was going to read the old psalm But we're only going to read verses 7 to 9 And I will wait for you to turn with your Bible Because I want you to actually follow along with me to make sure that I'm not a liar. Anyone that's a liar is not of God. But people who speak the truth, they walk in the light as He is in the light, and we have fellowship one with another, and the blood of God's Son, Jesus Christ, cleanses us from all sin. Now, the law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. And Lord, we look forward to you to speak to us. Now see, while God has his glory, men wants to bath in the glory. And men are continually speaking and emphasizing that their glory is greater than the glory story himself. The Greek says meganoiter. Definitely not. Jesus is the incarnate word. Of the living God. The Bible says. Wherefore in sundry times. And when times went past. God spoke through the prophets. But in these last days. And believe me brothers and sisters. These are the last days. And God is speaking through his son. Can I get an amen? Seeing that we're late in the morning. In Hebrews chapter 4 verse 12. The writer of the Hebrews is saying that the word of God is alive. That's the first thing you need to understand. The word of God is alive. It's powerful. The word powerful, we can translate it with the Greek word dunamos. It's dynamite. Or we could use the word kratos. That the word of God takes all the things in our lives and buys us all mighty power. It changes people's lives and it conforms people's lives into the dear image of His Son, who is the living Word. Amen? Amen? And the Bible tells us that, you know, the grass is withering, the flower is fading, but the Word of second person plural, our God, He's the God of the black men, He's the God of the white men, He's the God of all creation. By him he upholds all things and through him all things exist, the book of Colossians said. The book of Colossians. And brethren, I want to take the exegete of God's word through his servant David. You may not know him if you're not Jewish, but he is called King David in the days of the Israelites. Jesus Christ himself is 14 generations a descendant later. It goes right back to Abraham. David is a son of Abraham. And you know what, brothers and sisters, everybody here today that's born again by the word of God and by the Spirit of God is a son and daughter to Abraham, who have the like faith of Abraham. You see, Abraham is called the father of many, many nations. To the Jew and to the to the Arab he's the father by the flesh but to the Christian he's the father of the faith because Abraham believed in God and the scripture tells us it was imputed unto Abraham for righteousness sake and you know brother and sister that you and I and every single one of us and everybody in this whole world who believes in the Lord Jesus Christ we believe in him because Abraham was one of the first men that God chose to put their faith in him. And Abraham such a simple faith. He wasn't like a computer or anything really intelligent. He was just an ordinary guy, but God did extraordinary things through his life. And God wants to do extraordinary things through your life. God wants to do extraordinary things through my life. And God did extraordinary things through the life of King David. David grew up as somebody that grew up on those southern Judean hills. And he was just a shepherd. Do you know what it's like to be a farmer? Somebody that's out the other side of Mortlake, down from the bull somewhere. And they're shearing their sheep. They're looking after their sheep. They're just ordinary guys. But you know, when you're a Christian, whether you're a farmer that's a Christian... God can take the ordinary things in your life and he can do extraordinary things through your life. Do you believe this? All you have to do is believe. And what do you have to believe in? You see, we can't just believe for the sake of believing. There's some people around who are so naive that they will believe in anything. But God has given us this book. And God has said faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Romans 10:17." Amen. Amen. The just, they live by faith. And here David is on those southern Judean hills. He's looking after his sheep and he, he comes to Psalm 19. And in the first six verses, he says... Let me quickly say to you what he says. The heavens declare the glory of God, and the firmament showeth his handiwork. Day unto day uttereth speech, and night unto night showeth knowledge. For there is no speech nor language where their voice is not heard. And he's like a man sitting in his tabernacle, and his voice has gone out unto all the ends of the earth. And he's like a bridegroom who's rejoicing. A bridegroom who's rejoicing. All bridegrooms rejoice when they marry their loved one, their true love, the one that God gives them to live for them all their lives. And David is rejoicing; he's rejoicing because God revealed Himself to David through the earth, through the land, through the sea, through the sky. Do you know that, brothers and sisters? This is a, this is probably the multitude that live in downtown Melbourne here who just look at the sun and take it for granted. They look at the moon and they think it's always going to shine on them. They don't believe. God has given them the opportunity through general revelation to believe. They do not believe. And for that, God will hold them judgment. But God also sends preachers, prophets, teachers, evangelists who spread the word of God, who hold up this book and say, this book can keep you from sin. Or sin will keep you from the book. I was in downtown Phillip Island last night. I was with I went to an art show there. And uh, I was the artist, the, the dwelling artist who was displaying the art on behalf of me and my family. And I found out that the place was run by a couple of gay people. I'm not, I'm not joking. And they showed great character. You know, gay people actually can have character and demeanour and they could have meaning to their life. But I didn't know whether they believed in God. I didn't know whether they knew God. And I actually had to stay at their mansion. Look, their mansion was probably as big as Faulkner i won't exaggerate and say it's as big as texas <laughs> you know because that's an americanism but i am telling you in terms of the almighty buck they were filthy in it and you know i had breakfast with them this morning and i prayed last night because i was going to have breakfast with them this morning and i prayed i said lord jesus just as you called me out of darkness to walk in your magnificent and glorious light, give me an opportunity. Give me an opportunity to hit them with the word. Give me the opportunity to tell them that Jesus has come into the world to save sinners, of which Ed Wanganine is chief. (laughs) Well, that's the way I feel about myself, brethren. I told you before I wasn't no good guy. You remember me from the last time? Yes, no, I'm not from downtown uh, South Yarra or I'm not from anywhere around Camberwell. I'm not even from Broadmeadows. <laughs> I'm from the Bronx. the Bronx. Yeah, yeah. I'm not from those who are part of the aristocracy. I'm from those that are a part of the Almighty's team. Amen. Glory to his wonderful... You thought I was going to say I'm an Aborigine, did <laughs> Make a noiter again. Definitely not. I'm from the Almighty's team. He's called in the Greek the hot ton pantocrata. You like that one? Now, you don't have to be Greek students. There might be a couple here that are Greek, but you don't have to be like Aristotle or Pythagoras, but you do have to be somebody that loves the Lord because he sent the word out through the Greek New Testament translated down to that King James Bible that I hear that a lot of people understand and love you but we have to live in the word and this morning I deliberately took my old art clothes off. If you'd have saw me yesterday you'd have said gee he looks like a shaggy toothbrush that somebody wants to throw out the door no further use for cleaning the teeth but this morning metamorphosis concerning clothing. (laughs) That's a total change, you know what I mean? And why did I put on the clothes? Because that was a part of them, because the world knows when you see somebody dressed up like this on a Sunday, what's going on? And I was able to tell them, do you want to hear more? Because it's all happening and the father's out at Faith Baptist Church in downtown Faulkner. At, I was ringing up, Brother Frank, when's the show start? I can't remember. He said, it's 10.30. I said, look, I'm I'm just heading towards... I just got out of Phillip Island. I'm down near Cranbourne. And, and and I took the wrong turn off to get here and that. So that's how come I even got later. He said, keep your seatbelt buck. 11 o'clock, they'll be waiting for you. <laughs> Thank you, brothers and sisters, that you took the handbrake off and allowed me to be here. But see, I witnessed to those people, and you know what they said to me? I gave them ten reasons why you can believe them. I had the little, you know, the rich have the Alan Wallet there, but I had the Bible there. They have the bucks, but I had the Bible in my pocket. Ten reasons why to believe the Bible, and I shared it with them. So maybe I could have got here a little bit earlier. But you see, God loves them. They walk in darkness. God don't love their sin. God don't love your sin or my sin. So before we start running them down, pull the moke out of your own eye before you pull the splinter out of theirs. You see, sin is sin. But by God's mercy... I was able to share. I told him that he brought me out of darkness and he called me into his wonderful light on the 16th of May, 1982 at 10.30 in the morning in downtown Port Lincoln. You heard it before. Repetition is the mother of all learning, brothers and sisters. And we love to tell the old, old story, don't we? Well, don't say yeah if you're not doing it. You see, you've got to remember you can't just say amen and amen without living it out in your own life. Now, I'm not having a shot at any bit of it, but You know whether you do you say your prayers in public when you're eating your dinner at lunch on Monday, or Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Yeah. Yeah. Boy, well, that's Praise great. It. Praise He's mighty name. Well, Well, this is not preaching. This is just the truth, isn't it? We're just saying, you know, if you love him, we'll live it out. Now, I don't know what's going to happen to those two people. But one thing I do know, should they die and reject Jesus, that they're hell bound. Just like I received Jesus and I'm heaven bound. I'm on the glory train. Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. For in my Father's house are what? I've got a bigger mansion than the mansion they got in Phillip Island. And you want to know something, brethren? I know it. They said to me, you drive a nice car. I said, well, my father gave it to me. And I told you I never had an earthly father. So it's got to be the heavenly father. Amen? One guy gave me a car the other day in Adelaide. He said to me, do you want an old olden? And I'll tell you about the joke about the olden after church, not in church. But I said, oh, well, brother, you better keep it for yourself. He said, no, I don't want it. I've I got a new car. You're a, you know, do you want it? I said, well, my family, my daughter might like it. You know what I mean? He gave it to me. How's this? He said, it's not working. I called the RAA or the RAVC, as you call it. And they came down, they opened up the car. My daughter got in the car, she turned the key on and the the RAVC, which is RAA in Adelaide, he said, look, I've just put the jumper leaves on. She started up and has been driving ever since. (laughs) Two or three grand it was, so it's not actually a, a little box car that's given to you. It was a nice car. But that's not the point. The point is that Jesus is coming. Jesus is coming. And David says in his psalm, The law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. The statutes of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. The commandment of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes. The fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. And the judgments of the Lord are true. Notice the terminology. The judgments of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. You see, David makes six statements about the Lord when that revelation was come to him. And brethren and sisters, if you think it was by man, you're wrong. The revelation came by God. God breathed. He breathed on David. And the Holy Spirit gave him revelation. And the law of the Lord is perfect. You know, he says the law of the Lord. He says the testimony of the Lord. He says the statutes of the Lord, the commandments of the Lord, the fear of the Lord, the judgments of the Lord. And you notice he's talking about the Holy Scriptures, the sacred Scriptures. And what's David saying? What's the Holy Spirit saying? Of the Lord, of the Lord, of the Lord, of the Lord, of the Lord. Six times the Holy Spirit reveals Scripture is from who? From the Lord, of the Lord, because the Lord, since the Lord did it. Everybody outside of here is going around working and marrying and giving in marriage, and they don't know that the word is of the Lord. It's from the Lord. It's not from Ed Wanganine. It's not from Frank. I can't even pronounce his last name. (laughs) But he happens to be the pastor of the Faith Baptist Church in downtown Faulkner. Amen? And I want to say to you something too. I believe he's a man of God. He definitely has the distinguishing marks of a man of God. I don't have to preach to him of the Lord, of the Lord. He knows. And in the Greek, it's oida, which means full and perfect knowledge. God's given him full and perfect. Do you believe God's given me full and perfect knowledge that it's of the Lord? Yes. I'll just throw one more in. It's called gnosko. Gnosko is gnosis, which means knowledge. And so God gives his knowledge knowledge to those who love him, to those that read this book, to those that love to worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. You know, I love God more than I love anyone else or anything else in this world. The Apostle Paul said, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ because it's the dynamite of God. It's the dynamite of God. It it exploded in those two gay people's hearts this morning when I said the word of God is able to make you wise unto salvation. That word salvation means God can deliver you. God can rescue you and he can do it right now there might be somebody here tonight, today. You mightn't be an homosexual, but you you, you, you you may have sin in your life. And listen, we're not talking about the little sins where they're told the little white lies or black, will I say, told a little black lie. You know, it's not that. We're talking about the sin that's hidden in your heart. Maybe you're on the computer And instead of looking at Google, you're looking at girls. You know what that leads to? That leads to immorality. That leads to debauchery and depravity. And that gets a grip on your life and it becomes like an addiction in your life. I don't need to say any more. I think our young folk would understand the dynamite that I'm exploding on that type of lifestyle. What about the drug addict? What about the alcoholic? Is there somebody here that's having a little bit of Johnny Walker? Perhaps when no one's looking, I have a little drink of Jesus all the time, you know? I used to be a drunk, but now I delight myself in the Lord. And, you know, I'm getting it left, right and centres in downtown Adelaide. They're saying, oh, you're too religious. You're a joke. I said, no, I'm Jesus. Jesus lives in me. Jesus walks in me. Jesus talks in me. When I eat the food, I eat the bread of life. When I drink the water, it's the living water. When I drink the wine, it's the new wine, baby. It's the new wine, the joy that cheereth God and man in the Holy Ghost. Have you got that spirit in you today, brethren? Are you looking at the AFL? I've got to mention it because Victoria's famous for it. South Australia is, by the way, too. But, you know, in Adelaide, they say to me, who do you barrack for? I said, I barrack for Jesus. I barrack for Christ. I don't need Collingwood. I don't need, I don't need Geelong. I've got God. I don't need Geelong. I'm not a cat. I'm a superstar for Jesus. Some of us are monsters, you know, the way we live in our lives. Because we deny the Lord. To our young people that's here today, don't be ashamed to mention that name. Because there's going to come a day when every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus is God. And it's all going to be to the glory of his Father. Let's go on with it. The law of the Lord is perfect. Now we read that Bible and we say, "Oh, the Lord, the Lord is perfect." Oh, no, Bo Derek's perfect; she's number ten, you know, on the Hollywood scene. She's number. No. Bo Derek is not number ten. God is number one, right through. He is the Alpha, yeah. and he is the Omega. He's the first and the last. He's the beginning and the end. And the Word of God is perfect. That word "perfect." You, might... I did a little. I did a little Hebrew study on that word. And the word perfect, it oh, there was heaps of meanings, but the main three, I'm going to run out of time today, but I've got to narrow it down. Perfect, it means it's complete. You can't add to the Word of God. You can't take from the Word of God. That's why the Bible said if anybody take from the Word of God, I will take their name what? ...out of the Lamb's book of life. Is that right in the Revelation? And if any man add to the Word of God, he says, what? Well, I'm going to add the plagues that's written in the book of Revelation... ...to that person's life. So we can't add from the Word of God. We can't take from it. it is perfect. It is complete. But if you've got a Jewish background, if there's a Jew... ...and one of the sons of Abraham or one of the daughters of Abraham here today... ...they say it's all-sided. The Word of God is all-sided. It doesn't matter which way you look at the Word of God... You can look at it from this angle. You can look at it from that angle. You can go down underneath and have a look. Or you can get in a Qantas jet and fly over the top. But the word of God is all-sided. It's flawless. Do you understand that word flawless? Like when I grew up in downtown Aborigine land, they would have said, What the? This guy's talking like a white man. I don't understand what he's saying. But I've found that some of our white men don't understand what that word means. Flawless means Faultless. You can't point anything against it. So don't worry about what they're saying on the outside. Don't worry about what the people who got a little few bucks in their pocket, they think they're gonna cruise around this world forever. They got nothing. We got the Word, we got the Lord, we got the Blessed Holy Spirit, we got the brother, and we got the sister and the mother who are rejoicing in Jesus. Hallelujah. The word of God is perfect. And what does it do? What does the word of God do? It converts the soul. Again, the word convert means refreshes, it reforms, it revitalizes, it generates life. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, the apostle Paul wrote to the Corinthians and said, any man, woman, or child be in Christ, they are what? New creature, new creation, old things pass away and all things become new and we are reconciled to God because of all of his wonderful, glorious work that he bestows upon our lives. Brothers and sisters, if you have any doubts today, let me encourage you through the word of God and the spirit of God to cast your care upon the Lord. Because he cares for you. Because to the unsaved, the intelligentsia the down at Monash University or at Melbourne University, you think they know everything. It's a mystery to them. The word of God is a mystery to the godless. You see, you are the peculiar people of God. That word peculiar in its Greek translation means that you are a precious people. You are a prized possession. You are the jewels in God's kingdom like that man I'm going to have to have a glass of water in a minute I'm going to drink that new wine I've got to appropriate thank you no I'm just having a breather you know the word of God converts the soul now the second one the testimony of the Lord is sure I remember the guys down at Flemington you know for the big one the, the first the first Tuesday in November and you say well what do you think Percy the punter well, what do you think, uh, Gloria the gambler? You know, when you're talking to the female, what are you on? And they said, listen, i got a sure thing. You ever heard them? I used to be a gambler. You can tell by my terminology I must have dabbled in that little caper for a while. Yeah, Percy the punter said, I'll give you a sure It's a place bet, but it's a special. You can put your house on it. You'll be walking around next week with your bottom hanging out if you do it, I want to tell you. <laughs> And glory the gambler says to you, "Oh, you know, look, put the rent on it at least. You know, I tell you what, you won't be living in the house next week if you put the rent on it. But listen, you can stake your life. You can bet your life on on the word of God. That's what the scripture is saying. You can, you can bank with the difference. You can bank with the blessed one, the Lord God Almighty." And you know what? No good thing will he withhold from them that walk upright. I have never seen the righteous forsaken, or their children begging bread, but they are always able to give. You know, when I become a Christian, I said I don't have to ask you for nothing, Jack. They say, "What's the matter? You're always bumming." I said, "No, I'm a blessing now. I'm not a bum. I'm a blessing." <laughs> it's reverse psychology now because I'm not Jack anymore. I'm a representative of Jesus. Do you know the Bible tells us that we are to conform our lives to be like Christ? You think you're going to you think you're going to live a godly life by watching Foxtel? You think you're going to be a godly guy by watching football? Oh, come on to cats! No, I say to you and everybody else, come on to Christ! Bring it on, man! You know they don't like me, and my name's Wanganin, by the way. Some of you might have remembered that name from former days, you know. Well I was with him the other week and I said you know Jesus is bigger than everything. Am I lying? No. And you know for that guy who won a brown low medal he looked at me and he, he's saying my dad is getting back to the way he was when, he were, when I was a little boy. He's going bananas over the Lord. <laughs> I'm not bananas mate I'm blessed. Do you want to be blessed? The entrance of your word, David says, gives light and understanding. The psalmist says, Wherewithal shall a young man or a young woman cleanse their way by taking heed thereto according to thy word? Your word have I hidden my cardia. My cardia, the doctor says. You know the old cardiograph? Technocardia and all that? Thy word have I hidden my cardia in my heart that I may not what sin Sin against him where sin did abound therein does grace abound all the more so if you're a sinner here today if you're a sinner like me listen I'm not a good man I'm not a righteous man I, I know I'm chief I know places in Melbourne which I cannot talk about in the house of the Lord you know why Because their place is called Dens of Iniquity. I lived in that life. Somebody said, what did you tell people about your testimony? I said, my testimony is this. My hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. I dare not trust the sweetest frame but wholly lean on Jesus' name. On Christ the solid rock I stand, all other ground is sinking sand, all other ground is sinking sand. I'm all the way. I'm the real deal. I'm the real McCoy, as they say in the old westerns from the 60s. Are you real with Jesus? I put it to you this way, do you want to be real? Oh, jeez, time to have a drink. Now, there's, there's a purpose to this madness. You know, when you drink the water, it's no good looking at it, is it? It gets quite hot in Melbourne, doesn't it? You know, the, you have hot summers here. Sometimes you get 100 and something degrees. I've actually lived here for a little tabernacle. And you got to get that water and... You've got to appropriate. The verb is to appropriate. Some of you university folk, you know what that word means? Get your Google out and look it up in the dictionary. Appropriate it. That's what you've got to do with the Lord. Now, I'm going from that name Jesus, which means Saviour. I'm going to use the word Lord because that means Master. When he becomes your Lord, you've got to appropriate him. It's no good looking at Jesus. Fancy if we all have a big feed after we all say, Our Father in heaven, we thank thee for this food. And, oh, man, oh, man, we just can't wait to do poor, six, eight, don't you know, wait. We want to eat that bush tucker, as we say in the Aboriginal language. We want to eat that KFC, that gospel bird,
1: you know. <laughs> Amen.
0: Want to get those chops licking. It's no, good, it's no good looking at the food, is it? Oh, we've got a few Asian brethren here you know. We've got to pull out that combination chop suey, you know what I mean? We've got to pull out that uh, Peking duck and that, you know what I mean? It means nothing if we don't eat it. The Asians will tell you that. You go to that restaurant and you bite and you don't eat it. They say, oh, they're stupid. They didn't eat the food. A lot of Christians acting like that, or so-called Christians. Job said... I have esteemed the words of God's mouth, and I, I believe Job was an aborigine because he said it this way more than my necessary bush Tucker. Now you know he was a Hebrew. <laughs> I'm just a fool. That's all. But it's no good looking at the water. Oh, Jesus said to the woman at the well, "Whosoever." Drinking from Jacob's well would be thirsty, but whosoever drinketh from the water that I give them from their innermost being shall spring up what? Living water. And in John chapter 7, he says, Whosoever drinketh the water that I shall give them shall spring up rivers, rivers of living water, rivers of love. Rivers of peace, rivers of joy, rivers of contentment, yes, even rivers of money, because no good thing will he withhold from them that walk upright. You want the money, honey? You ever say that to the woman? I say that to my wife often. She said, well, I wouldn't have married you if I wanted the money. You're a day late and a dollar short. <laughs> God is good to be and my wife, but, you know, I better cheer with you a little bit, my wife has gone blind and we're going through some deep waters over that and particularly with her, she's a little bit, you know, people get a little bit angry sometimes. Why me, Lord? Why me? God knows the road that we take, each and every single one of us. And when God is finished with us, what will he do? Job 28, 28, you were just going to say it, didn't you, brother? He will make us look like gold. And you know when you become like gold God looks in that gold and he sees the face of his son Jesus in your life. Brethren, start getting into the book. It converts the soul. Start taking the testimony of the Lord and tell the gay people, Jesus is coming. Go down to St Kilda and tell the prostitute Jesus loves you. Go down to Dandenong or over to Footscray when they're all hanging out a day late and a dollar short and tell them, whosoever drinks from the wells of water will have everlasting life. We can't just go to work and be like Dolly Parton, nine to five and what a waiter and a living. We've got to do a bit more. We've got to tell people. The folk that's at the university, tell them, Jesus is Lord. What's the time, somebody, brethren? We're going to have to... Oh, gee, I'm never going to finish the sermon. I only just started. But I learned at Bible college. I actually did go to Bible college. And I learned that, you know, if, when you're not bad, you might take 20 minutes. And if you're a bit better than the average, you can take 30. But anything longer than that, you've got to be one of the big guns, you know one of the five-star generals of the Lord, and I'm not one of them. I'm going to close now. The principles, the statutes of the Lord are right. They're rejoicing the heart. The commandment of the Lord is pure. It enlightens the eyes. Word picture. God opens up our eyes. The blind man said what? I was blind, but now I can see. Jesus opens our eyes and I said to my wife only recently the eye of faith will see you through to the kingdom of God mm-hmm. and she said that's alright for you I said well that's alright for anybody that trusts the Lord, amen? What else can I say to her? The doctors can't give her other answer but the word of God is sure, you can bank your life on it. The word of God is the commandment of the Lord. It's a command. God gives commandments, by the way. You, you, it's not you're free to do as you like. You're actually servant. You might be the chief executive officer of your organization, whatever, but the word of God is a commandment. you know what a commandment means? It's in the imperative speech. You know what that word imperative means? Do it. That's the way it's said. Listen, you little black man, Edmund, you go and do it. By the way, he's saying it to the rest of the men here too. He don't only pick on blackfellas to say, follow my. He tells every one of us. Amen? Well, we're closing up. The judgments of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. And I'm going to close on this verse, true and righteous. You know, if I was to go into a university, I'm one of the, you know, I'm not, I'm not the sharpest skew in the rack, but if I went down to the university, I said, listen, do you want to know the truth? Do you want to know everything? I'll tell you about it. You want to know? You know, most people—not just at the university, but everywhere else—they want to. They—they they, they want you to lie to them. I know a lot of black people. They actually like it when you lie to them. You know what they do. They go, "Ah, <laughs> oh, good one, cousin." <laughs> Let's have another charge and all this. Don't you laugh too much, you white fellows. Believe you white fellows like that too. I seen you in the. Pubs over in Box Hill, and I've seen you in the sand down, and I saw you downtown Sydney Road, because I've been to all these places when I wasn't with God, and more white peoples in those pubs than black was. And they press them <laughs> buttons on the owneror.. Oh, why don't they give the money to the poor rather than just giving it to the rich? Do you know that the rich people own all the machines? It's not owned, but Woolworths own them all. They not only own the food chain, they own the petrol stations, and they own all the poker machines around the joint. You're feeding the devil. Delight yourself in the Lord, and He will give you what? The desires of your heart. Our Father in Heaven, Lord, we thank you for your loving kindness and your tender mercies. Thank you, Lord, that you have called us with a Everlasting love. Thank you that our hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. Father, we thank you for Faith Baptist Church here at Faulkner. We thank you for Pastor Frank. We thank you for the elders and the leaders of the church. Thank you for the people of God that come here that love you. And Lord, if there's anybody here today that is not sure or doesn't know that they have a personal relationship, I would encourage them to speak to the leaders here today. Because the Bible says today is the day of salvation. Harden not your heart like the way the children of Israel did in the day of provocation. But today you can be saved forever. Thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Oh, mate. Praise His mighty name. rather have uh, installment of uh, uh, his, uh, his having with us of-